everybody. Good to see you. Hope you're doing good. Happy Thursday. Hopping right to it. Remember what we're talking about here. It's really the same lie over and over again. And we're in another predicament right now with what's going on in Atlanta, which we're going to go over in detail. Now, I want you to know something when you're watching this podcast. I'm not here just to give sort of flowery, distancy, uh, non-detailed uh, concepts and, and words and statements. I want to go dive deep. I'm kind of a policy wonk. I like to go dive deep into these things. So we're going to dive deep into what happened in Atlanta, what's going on in Atlanta with the arrests of the two officers there. We're going to go into what the district attorney said in a couple minutes. But I want you to know before we even get started with this, it's all really the same lie. Or you can look at it as the same lies. But it really is the same lie, but it's wrapped up into, a, into a, a different package. It's the same gift with different wrapping paper on it. What I mean is, all that you really need to cast America into a complete downward spiral is to, is to have a low percentage of death, have a very low death percentage in any category, lie and say that it's a high death percentage. What are you talking about right now? Systemic racism in law enforcement, where you have a high, allegedly a high percentage of black deaths at the hands of white law enforcement officers, which is a bold-faced lie. That's not true. You have a very last year, as I've gone over two times in a row now, is last year, 2019, you had nine unarmed black men killed by police. Nine. How many black Americans live here? 43 million. 43 million, and you had nine unarmed black men killed by, by the police, and you had 19 unarmed white men killed by the police. All right, so that's the truth. But all you have to do is take a very low chance of death, a scarce death rate, a very low percentage of death, lie and say that it's a high percentage of death, and you can turn America upside down. Everybody will believe you led by the church. The church will actually lead the way in lying. The church will actually do it. The church will say, you know what? You're giving us a, a high death rate. We're not even going to check and see whether you're telling us the truth or not. We're just going to buy right in and lead the way. We're going to lead the way for America. The churches, we're going to close down. It's because you notice I'm saying, remember, it's the same gift, but with different wrap, wrapping paper. It's, it's a lie. That's the gift. But it's wrapped up, you know, maybe this time of year, it's got 4th of July wrapping paper on it. We'll wait till the fall, it'll have fall colors, and then we'll wait for the, uh, Christmas, it'll have Christmas colors on it. But it's the same stinking pile of garbage, but it's just wrapped in different wrapping paper. A very low percentage of death, just like COVID, very low, 99.9% .9 survival rate, which keeps coming out more and more. I'm going to tell you about a recent study that just came out today. Now we have, again, all the way up now to June 18th, we now have the exact statistical amount of deaths that we had up to June 18th last year. Where's the pandemic? Why aren't the masks being pulled off? I don't know. You know what? I think it comes down to this. Jesus actually said this in John chapter 8, verse 45. He says, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. I mean, think about, take that, take that sentence and let that pierce you deep into your soul because a lot of you get very frustrated, don't you? You're like, why is it that I read people's statistical data 
I read them facts. I show them videos of what actually happened, and it doesn't change their perspective. It doesn't change their narrative. It doesn't change their opinion. It doesn't make them open up their churches. It doesn't mean that they're going to get off their knees and quit apologizing for their white privilege. It doesn't matter what you show them. It doesn't change it. Well, Jesus explained it. He says, because you tell them the truth, they don't believe you. That might not, might not make sense to you. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because when somebody tells me the truth, that's what I believe. But for, pe for other people, if you're narrative driven, I don't know why if you have to lie for your narrative to be correct, why you would even follow that narrative. But that's how it is. That's how it is with people. They have a narrative. Systemic racism in law enforcement. They have a narrative. And if you show them the facts, the statistical data coming out of the FBI and the Uniform Crime Report, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because Jesus says it because I tell you the truth. You do not believe me because I tell you that that's the only, they're like, there's got to be a better explanation. There's not. That's what our Lord and Savior said. But it's the same lie. Every single time you have a very low statistical death rate lied about said to be a very high statistical death rate, COVID and systemic racism and law enforcement, both of which turned our country upside down. People think we're out of this. You're not out of this. We just had over 1.1 million people just file for unemployment this week. Or that was actually, it's for last week. That's, that's still almost twice as much as our world record from 1982 until we smashed all those records over the last three months. Highest being 6.6 .6 million in one week. So there's still, we are not back. You know why? Because all these states are still closed up. Washington State's closed up, Oregon's closed up, Maine's closed up, California's closed up, Illinois's closed up, Michigan's closed up. Those are some big cities there. New York's closed up, New Jersey's closed up. So we're not back at all, not even close. And even the states that are open, even right here in Florida, you're still regulated. You still can only have 50% capacity here. You have to be six feet apart there, whatever it may be. But all you have to do is wrap up this little gift. You have this little gift. And it is, you say, you know, it's a very low death rate being killed by the police. Very low death rate. How often does that happen every year? 333, 330 million people live in the United States. How many people are killed by the cops every year? 1,000. That's a fact. And that's gone on now for seven straight years. It's at 1,000 or slightly under 1,000 every year. About 600 white people, about 250 black people are killed by the police. And then the rest are all the other races. Or unknowns, maybe. So that, that's, that's where we're really at. So you take a very low death rate, 1,000 out of 330 million people, out of tens of millions of millions, hundreds of millions of police calls every year. And like I told you a couple weeks, or maybe it was a couple days ago, or whenever it was, Saturday or Thursday of last week. Like I told you, in the, I, I worked for a medium-sized uh, police agency in Florida here called the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. And we pull between 100 and 120,000 case numbers a year. That's not interactions with the law enforcement, with, with the citizens. We have all sorts of interactions with law enforcement, I mean, with citizens that we don't pull case numbers for. Those are the things that you had to document. So all the other things, when you pull somebody over speeding, there's no case number. Traffic stops, no case number. What we, what we call FIs, field interrogations, no case number. So there's uh, literally, at, at my medium-sized agency, there's hundreds of thousands of interactions with, the, with, with citizens every year. 
So think about it. In this little area of Sarasota County where we have 440,000 people, how many does Tampa have? Hillsborough County's got 1.5 million people. That's just two counties north of us. Think about how many interactions they have. So you're looking at hundreds of millions of interactions with law enforcement every year, and 1,000 end up in the death of the citizen. 1,000. And every year, over 100 cops are killed. Think about that on a per capita basis. You got 330 million citizens and only tens of thousands of cops. And, and still, over 100 cops die per year. So that's all it is. It's all a lie. You're like, it can't all be a lie. All these people can't be wrong. They're out wearing masks. They're protesting. You know, I'm mixing the two together because they're all the same lie. Very low death percentage, lied about to be a very high death percentage. Everybody believes it. Shut down the economy or march and burn down your city. It's all the same. And sadly, the church leads the way. Here comes the pastors leading the way. Everybody last Sunday did what? As their sermons. Sermon on racism. Not this guy. You know what I did? I did a sermon on facts. I did a, I did a sermon on watching, uh, watching for the great falling away. That's what I did a sermon on, not racism. If I'm not a racist, I'm not apologizing for being a racist. And I'm not a racist. I don't care what color you are. I'm not going to push the black agenda. I'm not pushing the white agenda. I'm pushing the Bible. And I'm pushing facts. That's it. So just remember that because I'm going to refer to it through the rest of this podcast. The lie is the same. It's just wrapped up in a different wrapping paper. This time, it's George Floyd. It's the, the, the Atlanta thing was a completely justified shooting. For the record, completely and totally justified. Totally. And they just, ha- they just arrested one officer on aggravated assault and the other officer on felony murder. I'm going to go through each one of those charges tonight. And listen, you got to stay with me. Don't, don't, you know, maybe I'm not giving you some, you know, Alex Jones stuff all the time or anything like that. You need to understand the facts of everything. You need to get down the policy. You need to get down in the, in the nitty gritty facts of things. Don't just, oh man, you know, we're going to talk about criminal charges. We're going to talk about, you know, the statement made by the state attorney. Yeah, you need to know the facts. You need to be able to say these things. You're like, why do I need to know the facts? Because the church, the Christian, the conservative needs to lead the way in truth. Not acquiesce to lies. But that same lie, that same lie, very low percentage of death, said to be a very high percentage of death, pushed out into the public by the media and by conservatives and led by the church causes socialist change, lockdowns, fiscal depression, church closures. It ushers in totalitarianism, defunding the police. And, and it ushers in racism. Listen, there's a lot of racism towards white people right now. There's a whole lot of racism. I mean, when you have black people insisting that you get on your knee and denounce your white privilege, imagine if that was flipped the other way around. Think about that. All right, so here we go. Breaking news, this is out of Fox, this is from yesterday. Most of you know, both officers from today now, they had till 6 o'clock today, this afternoon, to turn themselves in. Garrett Roth, the Atlanta police officer, fired after killing Rayshard Brooks. Last week, now faces charges, including felony murder, 
which could potentially lead to the death penalty. Fulton County, this guy is a complete and utter principleless, soulless, feckless clown. He's a clown. His name, Fulton County District Attorney Paul L. Howard Jr., announces his charging decision in the fatal shooting of 27-year-old Rashad Rashard Brooks in Atlanta. All right, play that first part for me. Issue warrants in this case today. Uh, I have with me copies of the warrants and after my If you guys can, give me a little volume out here. We'll let you know how you can get copies of the warrants today. Not a lot, just a little. Uh, so the question is asked. Perfect. Why were we able to charge this case now? Uh, so I, I want to explain that uh, we have already had an opportunity to speak with three of the witnesses in this case. And uh, that's good, guys. That's where we're stopping. All right, I want to go over what he said right there. He said, uh, you may be wondering why we were able to charge right now why would he say that why would any district attorney look at the media and say to them you might be wondering why or how we could charge right now you know why you know why he said that is you have gbi which is which is the georgia bureau of investigation so when you hear me say gbi a bunch of times georgia bureau of investigation it's basically their state police not their state troopers that pull you over for tickets all the time in georgia this is their state police they they are running this investigation or they are doing at least a subsequent investigation to whatever Atlanta PD is doing or the Fulton County District Attorney. But he has said, you know, you might be wondering how it is that I could issue these warrants and press these charges right now. You know why? There's been no indictments. There's been no grand jury, no indictments. The GBI has just remember this just happened. It's just started their investigation. The GBI didn't even know that he was going to do this press conference. Paul Howard. They didn't even know that he was going to do it. So the GBI is just starting. They're probably sitting back going, wait a minute, what's going on here? We haven't made any determinations yet. And then you got this clown show, Paul Howard. What a colossal idiot. Unbelievable. What a clown. That comes out, there's been no indictments, no grand jury, both officers fired without, without cause, without any sort of hearing at all, both fired, over a complete and utter justified, absolutely justified killing. It's always case by case. George Floyd, not good. This one, perfect. All right, next video, 3957. Those cases involved uh, black males, and one of those cases involved a black female. So, in reaching our decision, there were some. Concerns. All right, back to me. We kind of missed that a little bit. I wanted you to hear one part that he says a little bit prior to where we cut, and it's hard to do this because we got this 45-minute video cut into a bunch of different pieces. But here's the thing: what he said was he starts naming the officers that have been charged before with this, and he says. Basically, almost everybody who's been charged before, or he starts naming however many it was that have been, that have been a white officer versus a black citizen. Nobody in the district attorney's office should care about the color of perpetrator or victim. You have to be colorless. You have to be colorblind. 
You remember, Lady Justice is a woman with a with uh, a blindfold on, holding scales. There cannot be you. He just he just named his prejudice. He just acknowledged that he is prejudicial because he's naming the color of previous victims completely unrelated to this case. It's got nothing to do with Garrett Rolfe. Nothing to do. But he starts naming the color of other victims. It's got nothing to do with this. So what does that show you? It shows you a politically motivated district attorney hack. And I'll just bet Democrat. All right, the next one, guys, 3942. We consider it important. And uh, one of the things that we noted from our evaluation uh, was that Mr. Brooks on the night of this incident was calm. He was cordial and really displayed a cooperative nature. Has anybody seen this video? Uh, Do you really believe that he was calm and cordial? Mr. Brooks was uh, slightly impaired. His slightly impaired. During this incident uh, was almost jovial. Anybody else watch the video um, as he's punching the officer that, in the face? Uh, Is that jovial? Many instructions from the Atlanta officers, and he was asked many questions. Some of the questions he, he was asked repeatedly, but for 41 minutes and 17 seconds, he followed every instruction. He answered the questions. It's just a standard DUI um, investigation if you don't know that. The fourth thing we noted is that Mr. Brooks was never informed that he was under arrest for driving under the influence. And uh, that's this a bold faced lie. Of the Atlanta Police Department. This man is a habitual, bold faced liar. Uh, the Atlanta Police Department's own procedures require that that person is informed immediately that they are under arrest. And then he was grabbed from the rear uh, by uh, Officer Roth. Grabbed from the rear means he was placing handcuffs on him. He was never grabbed from the rear. Another bold-faced lie. And 17 second discussion. Which I will show you this video in a minute. We concluded and considered it as uh, one of our important considerations that Mr. Brooks never presented himself as a threat. Never presented himself as a threat. He shot a taser at an officer, punched an officer in the face, ran away, and threw two officers around on the ground. He was cooperative, and he was directed to move his car to another location. He calmly moved his car. Uh, Mr. Brooks was asked whether or not he had a weapon. Uh, he indicated that he did not. Uh, without any resistance, he passed his right, driver's good. license to the officer. So there's various false allegations in that, and I will we'll go over those one at a time in just a minute. Um, roll that next one for me, 3515. Right there, perfect. The way that these officers conducted themselves while Mr. Brooks was lying there, that the demeanor of the officers immediately after the shooting did not reflect any fear or danger of Mr. Brooks, but their actions really reflected other kinds of emotions. Oops. All right, back to me. Other kinds of emotions. So we have this psychological expert. He knows what the officers were feeling. He did, what he was saying was they were not rendering aid, but yet they were showing that they had ulterior 
motives and ulterior feelings. What is that? Now we're, they're going to be racist, right? We're going to hear that Garrett Roth and the other officer, I'll name him in a minute, but they're, they're both racist, right? That's what we're going to hear. They have ulterior motives. I mean, how can anybody, what, what do you, he is supposed to be representing the blind woman holding the scales, the lady justice. That's what she's, that's what he's supposed to be representing. The district attorney does not take the side of victim or assailant. He takes the side of facts. And then he makes the determination whether somebody should be charged or not. But you don't sit there and name the race of previous victims. You don't sit there and make judgments about the feelings of officers. You go by the facts and what happened. He actually had the nerve to say, that this man exuded cooperation, that he was almost jovial. Wait till you watch the video. I know a lot of you have seen it already, but we'll go point by point on it. All right, next one at uh, 27, even. Court judges, uh, these are the 11 charges against 11 charges one. against one officer. Uh, the first charge is felony murder. We'll go this over just a, a couple here. Uh, the death that is as a result of a underlying felony and in this case, the underlying felony is aggravated assault. All right, bring it back to me a second. All right, I want to explain to you that, what he just said, because this guy's a galactic clown, idiot. Okay, what he said, I'm listening, some of you don't like when I call people an idiot. Listen, if you're a freaking idiot, you're a freaking idiot. This guy will lock this man up for the rest of his life. Or, by the way, the death penalty is in play here. Or sentence him to death. He will go home and spoon with his wife, probably go to some COVID church, and sleep like a baby the rest of his life and not think a thing about it. You need to understand that. A lot of you compassionate Christians, you're like, you know, you're compassionate, what I call ACCs, accommodating compassionate Christians who want to understand Paul Howard's viewpoint. He's a galactic, soulless, feckless liar. That's what he is. He lied numerous times already, and he's only halfway through this ridiculous press conference. And you just look at all the clowns behind him. You notice, I mean, you look at all the clowns. There, you, got a, you have two men whose lives are on the line, and you got all these clownic idiots right behind him, clowning idiots right behind trying to get in on the picture frame. People's lives are on the line here. And for you ACCs, you accommodating, compassionate Christians, you don't think this will come for you? Well, I knelt down and acknowledged my white privilege. They don't care. They don't care. People who believe lies don't care, whether it's COVID or whether it's systemic racism and law enforcement, both of which are galactic lies. They don't care. They're going to be, well, you know, I acknowledge COVID early on. Do I need to take the mark of the beast to prove that I'm vaccinated? Uh, yeah, no, you're exempted. Don't worry about it. Charges against those officers. They, he reads off 11 of them. But well, I wanted to go over the charge. Felony murder has to have an accompanying charge. You know what he's charging them with? Ag assault. Ag assault for, the, for raising the weapon that he allegedly used in the crime. You can't do that. There has to be an accompanying crime like a, ro like a robbery. Like a burglary. Not the raising of the weapon itself. That's like saying, well, I'm charging you for murder and murder. It has to be an accompanying crime. Raising the weapon to commit the murder is, is part of the murder, dummy. How can you be so stupid and be a lawyer? 
How can you be so stupid and be elected, elected to district attorney? How is it even possible? I right, keep playing that. I want to look over a couple more times. With a deadly weapon and the possible sentences Here it for is. a felony murder conviction would be life, life without parole, or the death penalty. Death penalty. Now, uh, he's also charged uh, by, uh, in, in the arrest warrant, with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. And uh, this is a, uh, a, a, a account. Look at this guy. He's like a preacher. He, he, he knows he's lying so bad. He's sitting there preaching. Uh, he's having to wipe sweat off of his brow as he preaches his lying, satanic sermon. Idiot. The uh, second, uh, the third aggravated assault account is for the shooting towards or in the direction <laughs> All right, back to me. He charges him with three more aggravated assaults because he was shooting in the direction of three other people. He wasn't shooting in the direction of anybody else. But because they were sort of somewhere in the, in the range, you have to have intent to commit an ag assault. Attorney, you dummy. You have to have the intent to ag assault somebody. How can he have the intent when he never fired at them or in their direction? Even if the bullet came near them, there has to be an, there has to be an intent to commit the assault. Otherwise, there would be another charge. Like, fire, like discharging a firearm in a public place. But he won't do that because that's not egregious enough. So he says all these things. All right, let's go to the next, go to the next video. We'll do uh, Tucker Carlson next. So uh, back to me. Well, it never got off me. But here's the thing. Now you've heard what this guy said. You heard what Paul Howard said, right? You heard that, you know, what was his various assertions? Uh, Brooks was calm, cordial, displayed a cooperative nature. Quote, peacefully sleeping. Was he peacefully sleeping? He was DUI, passed out in the drive through lane at a Wendy's. Did the cops come or were the cops called? Uh, they were called there. So you can't commit a felony murder with no intent, galactic moron. Who, who issued this man his law license? How do you ever pass the bar? How can you be that dumb? And all the idiots standing behind him. You think you're going to get a fair trial from that group? Oh, I guarantee it's all elected Democrats, all anti-police. All right, play Tucker for me. A few hours ago, the Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney, Paul Howard Jr., charged former Atlanta police officer Garrett Rolfe with murder in addition to 10 other criminal charges. If convicted, Rolfe faces execution. The alleged crime at the heart of it is the shooting of a suspect called Rayshard Brooks. We told you the details of it two nights ago. Last Friday, Rayshard Brooks passed out there he is. in the drive-thru lane. All right, stop, stop right there for me just a second. Brooks's car was blocked. Okay, can you rewind that for me for just a second? It just rewind it and kind of pause it to the action part. The action part, yeah. Right there. Okay, right there. Now play it for me, then I'll tell you when to pause it. Two nights ago. Good. Last Keep going. Friday, Rayshard Keep going. Brooks passed out. All right, pause it. All right, so let's let's look at what Mr. Howard said, the, the district attorney, right? Brooks was calm, 
cordial, displayed a cooperative nature. Is that, is that cordial? Displaying a cooperative nature and calm right there as he pulls away? And remember what he also said. He said, Officer Rolf grabbed him from behind. He walked behind him and tried to put handcuffs on him. That, that's standard law enforcement procedure. And by the way, uh, Howard lied again and said that um, Rolf never told Brooks that he was under arrest. He did too. He absolutely did too. He told him it's on the video. I'll play it for you. If it's not on this one, I'll play you another one. All right, keep playing that video for me. In the drive through lane of a Wendy's in Atlanta. Brooks's car was blocking traffic, so restaurant employees called the police. They arrived, Rolf and his partner. They woke Brooks and they asked him if he had been drinking. Brooks admitted that he had been. Officers then moved forward with a textbook DUI arrest. Nothing so as unusual. he turns and shoots a taser at his face, custody, Brooks started swinging. That's common cooperative demeanor. Tried to use it against he was Officer jovial. Rolf. He was almost Brooks jovial. Raised the taser to fire. Rolf shot and killed him. Here's some of the video. Look right here. Now this is after about 30 seconds of them knocking on the window trying to wake him up. Oh, look how mean the officers be. That's it. How many? One and a half. Like I said, I was into the second cup. I wasn't even... I told her, babe, let's go because I'm hungry. I need what kind eat. of drinks did you have? Uh, I'm not sure. It's something she ordered. She said top shelf or whatever. Right. Just... Take me home. I'm ready to go. So you had about one and a half drinks. You don't remember what kind of drinks they were? No, sir. All right. I really don't, Mr. Oh, I think you've had too much to drink to be driving. Put your hands behind your back. All right, pause it right there. All right, you, everyone just heard it, right? Remember what Paul Howard, the district attorney, said. I want to make sure I quote him. He said that Rolf grabbed him from behind. All right, does that look like he's grabbing him from behind? Put the, just put the video back on. No, don't play it. Just put that picture on that you have right there. All right, go ahead. See, is that grabbing him from behind? A district attorney is bold-faced lying. Bold-faced lying. Grabbed him from behind. He was calm, cordial, displayed a cooperative manner, almost jovial. Do you see that? Brooke was, Brooks was never informed he was under arrest for DUI. Did everyone just hear that he was, in fact, informed that he was under arrest for DUI? Listen, I've made those arrests 25 years in law enforcement. He did exactly what we do every time. Uh, he didn't exactly tell him to the letter, sir, you are under arrest for misdemeanor DUI. I'm informing you. No, he said, you know what? You've had too much to drink. I'm placing you under arrest. It's plain and obvious. Well, he violated Atlanta, uh, policy, Atlanta PD policy. No, he didn't. He did not operate, did not violate their SOPs at all. And this galactic idiot of a district attorney, he knows it. But he, what matters to him is that he looks good. That he doesn't pay the price. You know, absolutely screw the officers. Who cares if they get the death penalty? But as long as I look good to my constituency, that's all that really matters. That is how the Democrats think. Look at what they've done to General Flynn. They don't care. They'll send you to prison. They don't care. You think they care because you care. They don't care at all. You think. Listen, there are military men 
languishing in Leavenworth right now because they violated, violated, make sure you see the quotes, violated rules of engagement, ROEs, while they were fighting overseas and Barack Hussein Obama in his absolutely insane rules of engagement has him locked up right now and every night he's spooning with Michelle, sleeping like a baby. They don't care. You care. They don't care. They will lock you up. They don't care. They'll lock you up. You think, well, they could never, they couldn't live with themselves if they locked me up for 30 years every year, every day, thinking, man, I put somebody in prison the rest of their life and they didn't deserve to be. As a matter of fact, I flat out know they're innocent. This guy knows that officer's innocent. There's nothing wrong with this police call at all. I've been on these hundreds of times. There's nothing wrong here. What did he do? Reached around. I mean, listen, this is a prosecutor. This is a man who enforces the law. He, he says that an officer grabs him from behind. Uh, he grabs his arm to handcuff a moron. All right, play the video. Here's his cooperative nature. Look at that cooperative nature. Oh, cooperation, cooperate, calm. No, he's jovial. Peacefully sleeping. Cordial. Look at the cordial. Look how cordial he is to the officers here. Watch. Warning him over and over again. Look at that. Look how cordial he is. Warned over and over again. Never shot here. Never Nothing. Nothing at all. Punches the officer in the face. How cordial. Shoots him. Tries to shoot with a taser. Now the, now the chase begins. Tries to shoot him with a taser. And Tucker cuts it off. But he turns. He turns. And, and we have the video footage of that too. He turns and aims the taser at the officer's face. At which time the officer returns fire. Sorry, dude, you blew it. It doesn't matter whether you're white. It doesn't matter whether you're Asian. It doesn't matter whether you're black. It doesn't matter. Nothing. Stay with Tucker. We got a little bit more on Tucker. It does, none of that matters. You, you, you punched an officer in the face, which is a felony battery, stole his taser, which is another felony, and you're running from the car, running, and you turn, you turn, Turn and you aim at his face and fire a taser. Which Paul Howard, the idiot district attorney, said two weeks ago, I'll play you the tape. He said using a taser is deadly force. And you don't even need to have somebody attack you with deadly force to use deadly force. It's, it's if you're being attacked and your life is in jeopardy or serious bodily injury is at stake. That's when you can use deadly force. All the idiots in the media don't know it. And obviously, idiot attorneys don't know it either. How do these people pass the bar? How, how is it? How is it even possible? Now, you keep playing that Tucker video for me. Rolf tried to keep Rayshard Brooks alive. He performed CPR on the man he just shot. Mr. Brooks, keep breathing. Mr. Brooks, keep breathing for me. All right, back to me. I told you we're going, we're going phase by phase on this thing. Phase by phase. Stick with me now. Stick with me. Don't, I'm getting bored. Don't get bored. You got to know the facts. Now, what did, what, did, what did the district attorney, what did he say? 
He said no life-saving measures were taken. The officer is doing CPR right there. Another lie. So let's look at the lies. Paul Howard's lies. The suspect, Brooks, was calm, cordial, and displayed a cooperative manner. Bold-faced lie. Peacefully sleeping. Bold-faced lie. Demeanor, the suspect's demeanor, was almost jovial. Bold-faced lie. Brooks, Brooks was never informed he was under arrest for DUI. Bold-faced lie. The lies, shown by the video. Remember what I told you, what Jesus said. Because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. What, is, what video did this man watch? Officer Roth grabbed him from behind. Bold-faced lie. Brooks never presented himself a threat. Never presented himself a threat. He punched an officer in the face. He physically defeated them both on the ground and then ran away and turned and fired his ta the taser he stole at an officer. And it went 18 inches above his head. Do you know how the problems work? You ever fired a taser? I want to ask, I want to ask the genius, Paul Howard. Have you ever fired a taser in your life? I fired a taser numerous times. You had probes that come out. They're barbed probes. They'll go a half an inch into wood. If it incapacitates the officer, then they got, the suspect can take his gun or he can put his eyes out. Idiot. All those no life-saving measures, bold-faced lie. Play the video. Keep on, Tucker. Mr. Brooks, keep breathing, Rolf said. Keep breathing for me. No matter how much you look at these videos or how closely, it's a tragedy every time. A father of three girls is dead. The question is, was it murder? Ask yourself, how do you think you would do, regardless of what color you are, if you snatched a cop's taser and tried to shoot him with it? Most likely you'd be dead. No one would march in your memory. No one would burn a building in your name. No one would consider your death controversial, much less a racial act. That's what happens when you attack police officers with their own weapons. Everyone knows that. But in this case, things are very different. Officer Rolf is facing the death penalty. He's been charged by a DA who's under enormous political pressure to prosecute. The mob wants vengeance now. They've expressed that by burning the Wendy's where Rayshard Brooks died to the ground. They've committed violence. Will they commit more if he's not charged? That has to be weighing on Paul Howard. And not just that. Paul Howard is fighting for his job. Howard is facing a runoff election soon. Howard is also being investigated for sexual harassment and for stealing money from a nonprofit. So Paul Howard has every reason to change the subject and to bow immediately to the mob's demands. And All right, finally back to me. Let's go over Paul's, Paul Howard's record, shall we? Tucker just mentioned it. So what's, what's he got going right now? The district attorney, who should be making a decision based on fact, right? Fact. So what's going on in his own life? Well, he's facing a runoff election. And other, he, he, he's the incumbent, and he barely gets above 40% of the vote. They, he, he, he's in a runoff race because he's the incumbent, couldn't beat his own, the, his own party in the primary. So he's got a runoff. So he's got a lot of pressure. He's got a sexual, two, uh, sexual harassment claims against him by two women. He's got a campaign finance disclosure law violations. The GBI, remember the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the one that's investigating this incident with the two officers in Atlanta? 
that he didn't tell that he was going to do this press conference, that he didn't tell that he was going to be filing charges, that there is no indictments, that there is no grand jury, the GBI hasn't even finished their investigation yet, and this idiot went out and did his press conference anyway? I wonder why. I wonder why you would jump up. Well, the GBI has opened a probe into Fulton County District Attorney Paul Howard over the use of nonprofit funds. So his adversaries are the ones that are really the ones investigating this incident. All right, let's move on to the Bongino one. Listen to a couple seconds of what Dan Bongino has to say about this. Go ahead. Stay alive. Does this sound like a murder to you? Check this out. Mr. Brooks, keep breathing. Mr. Brooks, keep breathing for me. Does that sound like a murder to you? Or does this sound like a district attorney desperate to keep his job, who's forfeited any semblance of morals or ethics, has thrown his morals and ethics and his spine in the garbage, and is abusing the powers of his office to charge someone with a crime they unquestionably did not commit? By the way- right, Back to me. Exactly. Unquestionably. Did not commit. Do the officers just stumble on Rashad Brooks? They stumble on him. Oh, you know what? I'm going to target. No, I'm going to target a black man tonight. They were called there by the Wendy's, which is now burnt to the ground. Why? What did the Wendy's have to do with it? This shows you the logic. I told you. It's all the same lie. Who is? I read you that verse. John 8, 45. Because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. That's what Jesus said. What's the verse before that? That's where Jesus calls Satan the father of all liars. This is what lying does. It corrupts down to the very core of somebody's soul. Where you believe these just absolute lies, something happens in a Wendy's parking lot that has nothing to do with you, but you're so corrupted by lies that you go and burn, it, burn the Wendy's to the ground? How stupid can somebody be? And again, you know, I know I bring this up all the time. The church is the one that bothers me the most. I, exp I expect reprobates to act like reprobates. But the church leading the way? You're like, we didn't lead the way. We never told anybody to do it. No, you bought into the lies. You're the ones preaching the sermons on racism last Sunday. What's Rashad Brooks have to do with you? What's he have to do with you? Nothing. You just, I mean, you just buy into the whole thing. You're leading the way. It's the same thing with COVID. Remember, the, remember how it goes. Here's the gift. A very low percentage of death. Lied about to say it's a high percentage of death. Whether it's systemic racism in law enforcement with cops hunting down black men. Or whether it's COVID-19 with a 99.9% survival rate. You just tell everybody they're deadly and they're huge percentages, which are all lies. And the whole country folds up like a cheap suit. I right, play that second Bongino video for me. Listen to Paul Howard about tasers just two weeks ago. Check this out. And charged with aggravated assault of uh, Ms. Pilgrim. And this is for pointing a taser at Mrs. Uh, Pilgrim. And uh, as many of you all know, under Georgia law, a taser is considered as a deadly weapon under Georgia law. <laughs> there you go. What happened two weeks ago? He said, charging police officers, come on, come on. He's charging police officers with using deadly force, 
using a taser. But now when you have a black suspect and he's got his own black suspect narrative, Paul Howard does. In other words, he believes the lie. He's bought in. He's taken the, the symbolic mark of the beast in that he believes the lie, just like a lot of you Christians have symbolically. Now, now the tables have turned and you have a black suspect aiming a taser at a white officer and it's no longer deadly force and the officer returns what Paul Howard said, says is deadly force with deadly force and he's charging the officer with capital murder. What is going on? I'm telling you, every single Atlanta PD officer, you need to resign today. Get the heck out of Dodge. I can't. I've got my life there. Get out. What are you going to do? How are you going to function? That's your prosecutor. How are you going to function? If, I'll go over the list a little bit later. But if you, go, if you don't go to the call, they'll fire you. If you go to the call and you, somebody uses deadly force or a threat to your bodily health, great bodily harm to you, threat to do great bodily harm to you, and you use deadly force, you're going to prison or the death penalty. Get out of there. Well, we can. We have our lives here. Get out of there. There's other cop jobs. Resign tonight. Get the heck out of Atlanta. Get the heck out of Seattle. Get the heck out of L.A. Any place that's a, that's a blue state, get the heck out of Dodge now. It is time for radical action in this country. I'm telling you Christians too. If your pastor has any restrictions on his church service right now, get the heck out of that church. He's a coward. Get the heck out of that church. Well, we believe in having, you know, having using caution. And get out. Where's the Bible in any of that? Here's some fun facts about this Atlanta shooting case. GBI has only started their investigation. Remember that. Howard did not notify the GBI he was filing the charges. There's been no grand jury, no indictments. Officer Garrett Roth, here's his charges. Ready? Felony murder, aggravated assault four times. Can you charge the man anymore? Why don't you just go pull his leg hairs out one at a time? Like Joe Biden. Don't pet him like he wants the little kitties to pet his leg hairs. Actually, go pull him out one at a time. He's charged with criminal damage? Criminal damage to what? The bullet holes? It is that, by the way. Four violations of oath of office. The other officer's name is Devin Brosnan. He's been charged with ag assault. And he's been charged with two violations of oath of office. And by the way, another lie that Paul Howard said was that Devin Brosnan, the second officer, was, was turning state's evidence. He's not turning state's evidence. He's not cooperating with the prosecution. Atlanta PD officers, get the heck out of Dodge now while you still can. Paul Howard crosses the state district attorney crosses two huge lines that God hates. Let me read this to you. It's Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. It says, but the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sorcerers, sexually immoral, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. He does two things. He's a coward. But cowards will have their part 
in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. Cowards. He, well, I always wondered about that because I'm like, you know what? I mean, some people are more courageous than others. I mean, how do you judge that? Now I know. The reason why the, the, that coward is in there, Revelation 21, verse 8, the reason why that's in there are people who will not stand up for the truth. They cower. It's, it's the same thing with a pastor who won't preach the Bible because he'll lose congregants, who won't violate COVID-19 theology, COVIDology, he won't violate because he might lose people who, who won't tell people the truth. And here's the thing. I, a lot of times I'm like, you know, people who are like hiding behind tolerance, hiding behind compassion and accommodation. You're not really compassionate or, or accommodating or tolerant because you hide in your own little social bubble to begin with. You don't ever you never go outside of that. It's all the people like me that are outside of it. You don't have, they're not really compassionate or tolerant because they never go out and minister to anybody. They just do, they keep their own little world in its own little safe pocket. They're not really, what they are is afraid to tell people the truth because it'll cost them. Somebody might not like me. They hung Jesus on the cross. It's part of being a Christian. Wake up. I'm not saying aim for people not to like you. I'm just saying that telling people the truth will cause them not to like you. Paul Howard should be standing up to the mob. Well, it'll cost me my election. So what? Truth is truth. Justice is justice. You're only as good as your, your word. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Mark chapter 8, 34 through 38. Read it for yourself. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Paul Howard is sacrificing his soul to the devil so that he can win an election. He is sacrificing these two officers, Brosnan and, and Roth, they're sacrificing them so that he can win an election. That is all that it's about. That is it. It is so that he can win an election and so that Black Lives Matter, Matter says to him, oh, you're, such a, you're doing such a good job. You're going to send... You're going to send Officer Roth to, the de- to whatever their, their manner of death, their death sentence is in Georgia. I don't know what they do there. Garrett Roth? You're going to sentence him to death over this? I want to say that he violates those two things. So he's a, he's a freaking coward. And he's also, which God seems to hate the most, because in Proverbs chapter 6, 16 through 19, six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Two of them, really three of them, Three out of the seven are about deception and lies. A false witness who pours out lies. What was the list again? False witness who pours out lies. Brooks was calm, cordial, displayed a cooperative manner, peacefully sleeping. Demeanor was almost jovial. Brooks was never informed he was under arrest. Officer Roth grabbed him from behind. Brooks never presented himself as a threat. No life-saving measures were taken. All lies. All absolute, bold-faced lies. He doesn't care. He'll sleep like a baby tonight. He doesn't care at all. He's soulless. Maybe he's demon-possessed. I have no idea. So why be a cop? You're like, Tom, you were a cop for 25 years. Yeah, I was. I wouldn't be today. I, you're like, well, how long ago did you retire? Two and a half years ago. Almost, well, almost three years ago now. I mean, you, couldn't, you couldn't pay me to stay. I'd stay here at Sarasota. I'm talking about if I was in Atlanta. We had great leadership when I was here. <laughs> but when I was in law enforcement down here, 
Sheriff Tom Knight, awesome. The other leadership throughout my career was awesome for the most part. A few yahoos, but for the most part, it was awesome. But nowadays, why be a cop? If you don't respond to the call, say you get a call, just use, let's just use Rashad Brooks here. If you don't respond to that call, so if you're Roth and you don't respond to the, or Brosnan and you don't respond to the call, you'll be fired, right? Would everybody agree? You'll be fired if you don't, I'm not, I'm a dispatcher not responding to the call. You'll be fired, correct? If you don't make the DUI arrest, which is all they were trying to do, which is a second degree misdemeanor in the state of Florida, I don't know what it is in Georgia. If you, if you don't make the DUI arrest and Brooks, Richard Brooks goes out and kills somebody, you'll be fired. Remember, he was dead to the wall asleep in the drive through lane. So they had to call the cops to clear him out of the way. You want to go handle that as a citizen? Some of you would, but most of you wouldn't. And I wouldn't either. I wouldn't now as a citizen. I wouldn't go clear out the drive through lane for Wendy's. That's why we pay our taxes. Have the cops come and do it. That's their job. They came in. He moved his car. They did a standard DUI uh, procedural arrest. To- totally standard. Yeah, Paul Howard sitting there. Well, for 41 minutes, he was cooperative. Well, that's how long it takes to do a DUI arrest. It takes a long time. They, they, they show right here. That's called horizontal gaze nystagmus. They did step the heel to toe step by step. He did the breath, portable breathalyzer. It was standard operating procedure. And then perfect. And then he said, I think you've had too much to drink. I'm placing you in, in custody. Perfect. And then there was a big fight. So if you don't make the DUI arrest, Richard Brooks goes over and runs over a mom and her kids, then you get fired for that, right? So you have to make the arrest. Well, if you let him run off, right? If the person resists arrest and you let him go, you say, you know what? It's just for a DUI. I'm going to let you go. That seems to be what people are advocating, by the way. They seem to be advocating that. Like you're supposed to say, you know what? It just started as a DUI. I'm just going to let you go. Is that what you want? You want the cops to do that? And where do you draw that line? Well, it's a grand theft, a, you know, a petty theft, sexual assault. Well, sexual, say it was a sexual assault. And it occurred a year ago, and the officer came to make the arrest. And it occurred a year ago. And the guy fought them, and he just said, you know what, it happened a year ago, I'm going to let you go. That seems to be what idiots like Paul Howard are advocating. You, you, you never do that in law enforcement. If you're making an arrest, you make the arrest. If the person tries to defeat you, you defeat them and make the arrest. That's what you do. You really want cops to let people go? Well, it's just a misdemeanor. DUI, what bad, what, what could happen? Just let him go, right? And then he kills a couple people. Would you feel the same way then? If the person uses deadly force, again, why be a cop? If the person uses deadly force or force likely to cause great bodily harm to you and you shoot that person, you're going to get charged with murder. Why be a cop? Listen, let these cities have what they want. This is one thing. I'm 51 years old and I have learned this. Give people what they want. What I mean by that is, I don't mean just give them what they want, period. But the thing is, you can't change people. This, the, the mayor of Atlanta is an idiot. The district attorney is an idiot. The police chief has already resigned over that. She's a feckless coward idiot. She's gone. Portland uh, mayor is gone. 
I don't know how much longer anybody in Seattle is going to make it in their jobs. So why be a cop? I mean, if you, they want you to win the arrest, but if you have to use deadly force because your life or your body is in danger and you have to return fire, literally or figuratively, they're going to prosecute you for felony murder. And you'll be, these two officers were fired without cause. They were fired. There was not even a hearing. Not even a hearing. And they're charged, well, uh, Rolf is charged with first-degree murder. By Florida standards, they call it felony murder there. See, there's laws of escalation that people don't get. Brooks was not killed for a DUI. I'm going to roll his family's video in a second here. And that's what they allege. He wasn't, he wasn't killed for a DUI. He was killed because he used deadly force against an officer. Sorry. You can, well, I know you love him. That doesn't, that does not erase the facts. It does not mitigate the facts. I know that you love him. You know his, you know his record, by the way? Let me just read you a little bit of it, shall we? Let's look. Richard Brooks. Oh, you got it up there for me. Good. We may come back to this later, but that right up there is the basics. Here's a little bit more elaboration on it. Obstruction, 12-month sentence. Criminal interference of government, five-year sentence. Theft, seven-year sentence. Family violence battery. False imprisonment. Same day as he was arrested for false imprisonment, he was also charged with cruelty to children. Simple battery. That's just a little bit more than what's on there. You can bring it back to me. So that's who this man is. He was not killed because of even, he wasn't even killed because of his past record. But why do you think he didn't want to be arrested for, for a misdemeanor crime of DUI? Because he knew that it was going to send him to prison. What he was killed for was not a DUI. He was not killed for peaceably sleeping. People always pull that bull crap. You know, you pull somebody over for speeding. And they end up with a, they have a warrant. You run them for a warrant. They have a warrant. So you tell them to step out of the car and they shoot at you and you shoot back. Oh, you killed them for speeding. Is that why you killed them? Or did you kill them for an attempted murder on a law enforcement officer? Hence the case here. You have an aggravated battery on a law enforcement officer. You have resisting with violence. Those are two felonies. You have shooting a taser at his head, which is another ag battery to slash attempted murder. At least three forcible felonies. That's why he was shot. He wasn't shot because of DUI, you bunch of liars, Paul Howard. How can you ever be a, how can you be a prosecutor? People always pull that stuff. That's how it works. See, I remember one time I was on a police call and it was a guy at a football game who was sitting in the wrong section. They have this preferred seating section of a football game I was working. They had a preferred seating section. It was an old guy, probably about 75 years old. The least thing in the world I want to do is go hands-on with this guy. But he was refusing to move. So if I did, I didn't, but if I did have to arrest him at that time, then what would everybody have said? He's arresting him because he's sitting in the wrong place at a football game. That's not why he would have been arrested. He would have been arrested for not abiding by a trespass warning because I would have told him via the authorities that were there that own the property, you are being trespassed, you must leave now. 
And then he said, I'm not leaving. That's what he had been arrested for. But what the media would say, what Rashad Brooks's ignorant family is saying, is that it would have been because he was sitting at the wrong place in the football game. That's incorrect. Rashad Brooks was killed because he committed one forcible felony after another in succession in the matter of just a few minutes. That's why he was killed. They'll scream at you. They'll be emotional. This is why most Christians won't tell the truth. Because they're afraid of the emotion coming from the liars who will front you up for telling them the truth. That's why they hate Trump. Because he just tells the truth. And I'm not saying, I'm no sycophant for Trump. I'm, I'm going to go over some stuff later on here that I don't like that he's doing. I pray the uh, Rashad Brooks family press conference. We need to fast forward that to uh, 136. Stand by. <laughs> you play right there. Perfect. That's perfect. My uncle Rashad, on June 12th, one of our biggest fears became our reality. Not only did we lose another black unarmed male, this time it landed on our front doorstep. I bring it back to me real quick. Remember our verse here, Revelation 21.8. All liars will have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, right? Sorry, she opens up with a lie. First, she opens up with two lies. First of all, she says there's systemic racism in law enforcement. You may not have heard her say that, but that's what she was saying was, this is the problem with another unarmed black man being killed by the police has come to our doorstep. Okay, how many times did that happen last year? 46 million black people live in this country, or is it 43 million? Whatever, I'll say 43. 43 million. Black people live in this country, and nine were killed by the police when they were unarmed. Nineteen, if you're white, more than twice as many when black people commit over 50% of the homicides. Keep that in mind. 13% of the population commits over 40%, uh, commits 40% of all violent crime and 50%, over 50% of all homicides. If you're wondering about the percentages there. So she starts off with two lies right off the bat. She says there's systemic racism in law enforcement and that her uncle, who, by the way, is the same age as her, which should show you some family dynamics that's way off here. With those two lies, let's just launch right off with two lies right off the bat. That he was unarmed? How was he unarmed exactly, niece? All right, keep playing. Memory and dream will never get to see their father again. Not only was he a girl dad, he was a loving husband, caring brother, and most importantly to me, an uncle I could depend on. Rashad Brooks was silly. He had the brightest smile and the biggest heart and loved to dance since we were kids. Me and my uncle are both 27 years of age, 27 years of age. No one walking this green earth expects to be shot and killed like trash in the street for falling asleep in a drive-thru. All, right, All right, there we go. The lies continue. 
shot and killed, basically, she says, for nothing. Is that true? The, the Paul Howard thinks that because he's a galactic idiot who happens to be the state attorney, which how that ever happens, I don't I mean, the man is a complete idiot. He's a moron. So she, there she is. She's lying one right after another. So we've got, let me see if I can remember them all. First of all, she says there's systemic racism in law enforcement. Lie. She says that he was unarmed. Another lie. Says that he was killed like a piece of trash. He never, and for, for sleeping at a Wendy's. She doesn't even mention that he was DUI at all. He was killed for sleeping at a Wendy's. Those are all lies. But again, remember, all you have to do is take something that hardly ever happens a very low death certificate, wrap it up in a little package and tell everybody that it's systemic and the church will lead the way into washing the to- flushing this country right down the toilet. Absolutely right down the toilet. Here's a civil rights guy. You, can, you don't have to put Rashad's record back up. Let's do the civil rights activist. Play that for a couple minutes. Here's a civil rights activist who's basically bashed the police his whole life. Well, he was put to the test. He was actually put in life and death scenarios himself. Let's see how he did. What's going on today, gentlemen? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Tell me why you shot. Well, I've shot because he was within that zone. You know, I felt there was an imminent threat. It's hard to make that call. It's a, it shakes you up. inside your your belt loop there. Jarrett Maupin gets his weapon. You might recognize him as a high-profile organizer in the minority community. Just last month, he led marches on Phoenix Police Headquarters after his words here. shot an unarmed man. We listen to his words. We want his gun. We want his job. Today, he accepted we want his badge. an invitation we want his gun. We to want his job. from the other side, agreeing to go through a force-on-force training session with the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office. For your vehicle, what kind of car do you drive? What kind of car do you drive? It's my car, man. Oh, Moppin, the officer, is shot. It happens that fast. At what time did you think that it was time for you to address the use of force that was given? Uh, When he came to the back of the vehicle uh, and and was hiding, you know, I could sense something something was wrong. What's going on today, gentlemen? What's going on with you? What's going on today, gentlemen? What do you want? What's happening here? What's wrong with back you? Back up. Huh? All right, back to me. All right, see, now these are the people that comment about the police all the time. He was 0 for 2. I don't remember what happened on the third one, but here's the, I mean, I, something. I think he did good on the third one. But he was 0 for 2. First one, he got killed. Because nobody understands law enforcement unless you've been in it. Listen, even those of you who are pro-police, you don't understand it unless you've been in it. It's as simple as that. You just don't. It's just like, I don't understand what it's like to be a nurse. I don't, I got um, two tech guys out here. I don't know how to run any of these computers. If they aren't here, I'm not on this podcast tonight. I'm not doing it because I don't know how to turn the camera on. I literally don't. I don't know how to turn that camera on that I'm looking at right now. I have no idea how to do anything that's going on. So I don't understand that, but I do understand police calls. And if you noticed on that last one, 
How, explain to me his justification. What he said was, he was in my zone. How is that going to work? He'd be up for felony murder himself right now. The one that's calling for everybody's badges every time. And by the way, it, right after that, he turned from his ways for about a day and then went right back to what he was before. No change at all. Remember what Jesus says, because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. John eight forty five. All right, let's switch topics here. Church Bible study compares Fox News viewers to radicalized terrorists. I've seen, I saw a Christian woman who I used to respect say to somebody recently, you need to stop watching Fox News. I'm like, what happened to you? What happened to you, sister? What's the matter with you? I mean, listen, Fox News is not perfect. As a matter of fact, they're listing left anyway. So that this Christian ought to just tell, since she's doing the same thing, she ought to just tell everyone to watch Fox News because they're drifting left just like she is. But this church did this. This church Bible study compares Fox News viewers to radicalized terrorists. This is from Todd Starnes. Members of a prominent megachurch in Memphis. It's called Hope Church in Memphis. I'm, I'm naming names. Rufus Smith is their pastor. Was engaged, was encouraged to read and discuss an essay that compared Fox News Channel viewers to terrorists. The essay, this is a church now. The essay published on Medium, a web website popular with liberals, is titled 75 Things White People Can Do for Racial Injustice. You know, here, let, me name the, let me name all the things that I'm going to do for racial injustice. A, a zero. There you go. Don't be easily offended by the title of the article I recommended below and miss the point by not reading it, Rufus Smith, the senior pastor at Hope Church, wrote on the church's website. The writer of the essay encouraged people to talk to white people you know who aren't clearly upset by white supremacy. Oh, and the essay recommended to Hope Church also, also encouraged people to petition state and federal lawmakers to, de to, to decriminalize marijuana. That's great. Good job, Pastor. B brilliant leadership of your church. Hope Churches, I'll read this to you in a second, but I want you to watch this video, and then I'm going to read to you their reopening statement, and I'm going to show you how both of the lies come together. Play that video for me. As faith leaders, Christian, Jewish, and Muslim, we will wait a bit longer to gather for face-to-face -face worship because my choices and my freedom cannot come at the expense of your safety and health. The Torah says, love thy neighbor as thyself. That's why I'm wearing a mask for your protection. Jesus said, just as you did to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So I'll physically distance to keep you alive. Quran says, whoever saves one life, it's as if he has saved all of mankind. So I wash my hands with care to contain the deadly virus. We make our decisions based on love. Deadly virus, 99.9% survival rate. Not expediency. We love the vulnerable and the lonely. Those on the front lines of healing and supply chains. So until it's safer, many of us are delaying face-to-face -face gatherings for praise and worship. For Shabbat, for Juma, for Holy Eucharist. Stay vigilant, Memphis. Estaremos vigilantes, Memphis. We will prevail. All right, you can just wrap up the two lies in that video. You have right there. First of all, there's there, you, they, the article was about systemic racism, probably geared towards systemic racism and law enforcement because it all has to do with people acknowledging their white privilege. That's all a lie. Bold-faced lie. There is no systemic racism in law enforcement. It doesn't mean there's not a racist cop. There's racist black cops. There's racist white cops. There's racist whites. There's race, racist Asians. There's racist blacks. 
There's racists everywhere. But there's no, statistically, by FBI, UCR standards, there is no systemic racism in law enforcement via statistics. There is none. So they propagate that. So there's lie number one, a very low chance of death by law enforcement, very low in the black community, 250 a year with 43 million black citizens, 250, 250 die from law enforcement every year, nine unarmed. So you take that little package you lie about it, you say that it's systemic and that it's an existential threat to all black people that you might be one of those nine out of 43 million. You don't use that. They don't say the nine part. They just put it out there as, as it's systemic. It could happen. It's, a, it's an existential threat to you. Any minute now, a white cop could hunt you down when 97% of black homicides are committed by who? Whoops. Other black people, not white cops. But they wrap up that message, right? Both with COVID and with systemic racism and law enforcement, both have very low death numbers. They lie as a church. They lie through their teeth, lying to people, calling it a deadly virus. Well, it has killed people. Again, so have cops. But it doesn't mean that it's this big threat. Flu kills people every year. Car crashes kill people every year. Pneumonia kills people every year. You don't close your churches down for that. But what you do is you get that nice little package that has a very low death percentage, say that it has a high one, and then propagate it to everybody. And look at those churches. Listen to their reopening statement at Hope Church Memphis. Communication statement concerning reopening. As we plan the reopening efforts of the church, please know we do so with all input, opinions, advice in mind, along with medical professional counsel. Please see the details below. Protocols and details for re-entry to the church. It sounds like you're, you have a protocol to enter a prison. It sounds like the visiting procedures to go visit Uncle Wally, who got arrested for grand theft larceny 20 years ago. If you can answer yes to any of the following questions, please stay home and join us for worship online. Have you been in close contact with a confirmed COVID case? Are you experiencing a cough, shortness of breath? Have you had a fever in the last 48 hours? Have you, have you had new, lo new loss of taste or smell? This is to go to church. Over what? Over what? A 99.9% .9 survival rate. This is still going on. This is June 18th. We started lockdowns in March. These people are still locked down. This is incredible to me. There's a local pastor here I just saw is keeping his church locked down until July 11th. For what? We've had 3,000 COVID deaths in the state of Florida. 3,000 out of 20. Two million people. And you're still locked down until July 11th? For what? 98% of COVID cases are mild. Only 2% are serious to critical. Why are you closed down? Well, we want to save lives. Those people can stay home if that's what they want to do. If you're worried about, what's the average age of death of COVID in the United States? 75. If they want to stay home, stay home. 43% of COVID cases, COVID deaths, 
occurred in nursing homes. And that's with out New York clarifying their data. Guarantee it's always over 50%. Service times for re-entry. See what I mean? They sound like they're calling down to NASA for shuttle re-entry at Cape Canaveral. Uh, Houston, uh, can we, we'd like to ask you for a flight plan for re-entry. What are you doing? What, how, how can you believe these lies? Pastors must enjoy it. They have to. I would hate it. I've never closed my church down. I will never close my church down. Service times for re-entry. We will start with these hours and build up to more service times on future weekends. They name their service times. All staff, volunteers, and congregants are required to wear masks to enter for worship. Who are you worshiping exactly? What are you afraid of? That what, A, what's a mask going to do? Absolutely nothing. Scientifically proven to do nothing except cut off 20% of the oxygen your, oxygen your brain needs. No wonder Democrats are so stupid. They're the ones that are wearing all these masks all over the place. You can't, I mean, it's no wonder Nancy Pelosi can't get up from a kneeling position. She's suffering from oxygen deprivation. All staff, volunteers, and congregates are required to wear masks to enter for worship. If you do not have one, we'll provide one for you. There will be hand sanitizer placed throughout the church, and we insist on its liberal use. Signs and visual displays will remind us of appropriate physical distancing and where lines must be formed. Our housekeeping staff and volunteers will be cleaning after each worship hour. The Hope Shop will not be open for opening weekend. There will be no Sunday school classes or small group gatherings on Sunday mornings. There will be no paper bulletins. The coffee kiosk is closed based on CDC guidelines. You ever read the Bible, Pastor? You ever read the Bible about binding and loosing? And no plague shall draw near thy dwelling. Why don't you just bind COVID from ever entering your building? Even if it got in and somebody caught it, 99.9% survival rate, same as the flu. And by the way, the latest thing came out, in case I run out of time tonight, the latest study came out, now covering up to June 18th, there is no more deaths, total deaths, this year than last year, statistically. Great job, quarantine parents. Great job, quarantine Christians. Great job, quarantine conservatives. Nice work. You bought into an absolute bold-faced lie. If there was a pandemic, you'd have a lot more deaths this year than last year. You have the same. So explain yourself to me, please. A pastor of a Hope Church Memphis, explain to me if you have the same exact amount of deaths in 2020 that you had in 2019, how can there be a pandemic? Let me read the verse to you. Jesus said, John chapter 8, verse 45, because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. That's the truth. You can't do, you can't make up bodies, except if you're the CDC. They make up their death counts all the time. That's why, that's why the CDC's alleged 112,000 deaths from COVID. If there was actually an additional 112,000 deaths, we would notice. Guess what? That's not showing up. Fact. Absolute fact. Washington Times. Trump signs policing executive order. Big, giant, horrific mistake. President Trump, I love you. Voting for you because you're pro-life. 
But this is a horrific mistake because once again, the lie is bought into. You don't need to pass an executive order fixing a, a crime that doesn't exist. You don't need to pass an executive order for nine deaths a year. What are you thinking? President Trump signed an executive order Tuesday this week aimed at reducing the fatal encounters between police and minorities. There is no systemic problem. 600 white people were killed by the police last year. 250 black people. What are you doing? Well, Tom, I never understand the correlation between this and COVID. It's all the same. Same lie. Very low death count, propagated as a large death count, and then everybody starts signing executive orders, closing their businesses, closing their churches, shutting down a $20 trillion economy, all for a lie. You tell me this has all been a waste, all of this, uh, lot, all the lockdowns, all the quarantining, all the protests, it's all been based on lies. Yeah, yes. Yes, yes, and amen, yes. Lies, lies, and more lies. That's all that it is. Well, I can't accept that because if I do, that means I've wasted my life. Correct. Wasted it. You're wasting your time. There is no COVID threat. No more so than the flu. Where are all the bodies? Where are all the deaths? Same amount as last year. Where are all the deaths? Prove it to me. Go ahead, get your numbers. Send them to me. Send them to me. Come on, send me the site. Send them. Oh, you know what? You won't. Because, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. John chapter 8, verse 45. Mr. Trump's actions bans police chokeholds. Nobody's ever done told the police to do chokeholds. Everyone, everyone thinks that. No. Nobody's ever told the police to do a chokehold. You do a carotid hold. You do it between where the windpipe is in the, in the armpit of the elbow protecting if you do anything it's called a rear naked you put the word choke on it yes but it's not a windpipe choke it's a carotid choke if they were deadly why is there a ufc why are not where why is not every jujitsu gym in the country shut down because of the galactic amount of deaths as a matter of fact the incident i'm stealing this from bongino his own breakdown of the incident if the if i'm trying to remember his name now i keep forgetting the other officer's name brosnan you know, maybe, i can't i don't know if it was brosnan or Rolf. i can't remember who was in the back but one of them had brooks where he could have easily done a carotid choke and it would have been over i'm even putting the word wrong word in there but it's a carotid choke not a windpipe choke Bans police chokeholds except in situations in which the use of deadly force would be legal. It calls on Attorney General Bill Barr to establish a national database on police officers who use excessive force. Not needed at all. The order also encourages police departments to adopt best practices on de-escalating confrontations. Okay, remember the guy? The, uh, the civil rights activist? Everyone's like, you can de-escalate. Have you ever been on a police call in your life? You can de-escalate. You don't know that. You don't know whether you can de Listen, I've been on, I don't know, thousands of police calls in 25 years. There's people who don't want to be de-escalated. You say all you want. You've never been on a police call in your life. Paul Howard, district attorney for Atlanta, 
please unseat him. And listen, every, I'm going to say it again, every single police officer in Chicago, in Atlanta, get the heck out of Dodge while you can. Let them have this. Let them have it. Let them have what they want. Everybody in Minneapolis, get out of there. New York's had like 600 people, new NYPD officers put in for retirement. Get the heck out of there. We'll hire you down here in Florida where you got a decent governor at de-escalating confrontations with their, communi- with their communities by making certain just depart- Justice Department discretionary grants contingent on department certification and such training. So you get federal money if you send cops to de-escalating techniques. There are people who don't want to be de-escalated. You deal with them. Try it. Try it sometime. Richard Brooks was one of them. Try it. He's obviously way stronger than average. You try. You try it. Go ahead. Talk your way into it. Go ahead. They talked to him for 41 minutes. How'd that work? It's all based in lies. President Trump bought into the package lie of very low death chance, packaged as very high death chance, and now I'm going to issue an executive order. Dumb. Dumb. You don't ever buy into a lie anywhere, ever. 43 million black people in the United States, nine unarmed black men killed by the police last year. What's the percentages? That is a point zero 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 two percent chance of dying by police if you're unarmed and black. Total chance of dying by police is point zero 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 five percent if you're black at all. All right, here we go. More idiocy. Wow, we're already at almost at 90 minutes. You guys want me to keep going? Send me. Got good numbers. Send me, send me if you want me to keep going. <laughs> I can keep going for a while. I got more. I got more. Got more videos and pictures, too, if you want to see them. Send them to me. I'm looking here. Didn't really get a chance to say hi to everybody. I see Patsy on, Melody on, Bailey, Marie. God bless you. Christy, good to see you guys. I see you, Paul. I know which one you are. Hey, hey Allie, good to see you. Hey, Vilma, good to see you. Lots of names I'm getting to know. I love you guys, by the way. I may not seem like the most loving guy in the world, but I really am. I love you guys. You know, like I said, you know, a lot of us who are more exuberant, more full of zeal, we're not hiding from all. We don't hide from the world. A lot of the love experts that I see, they're never out engaging with people. I'm laying hands on the sick. I'm, I'm hugging people. I'm, I'm doing counseling with people. I'm giving financial provision to people. What are they doing? What are the love experts doing? They're home quarantining themselves. Well, a lot of them are out of quarantine. Well, they've quarantined themselves their whole life. They just don't know it. And I want to say I had a couple more people. Hey, Travis, good to see you, brother. Hey, Dennis, good to see you. God bless you guys. Kathleen, I see you on there. May, God bless you. Hey, Lynn, good to see you guys. I love each and every one of you. Hey, John from Alaska, God bless you. All right, Gateway Pundit. Oh, yeah, I want to see if you guys told me to keep going or not. I'll look and scroll through my... Let's see. Hey, Tanya, good to see you. Susan, I just popped on. You just wrote me and said, I'm glad you see the truth. Yeah, me too. Love you back, Paul. God bless you. Keep going. I don't work tomorrow, Thomas says. <laughs> Terry says, hi. You want me to keep going? Send me a keep going. I'll be looking for another couple minutes here. I'll keep going. Now, I'll go for another couple minutes, and I'll check in and see how many I got. All right, here we go. Gateway Pundit, California. Remember, here we are, June 18th. California issues statewide authoritarian face mask order to help reduce spread of COVID. Put the picture up. Here he is. 
the man, the myth, the legend, Gavi Newsom. Once again, totalitarian leader of the, as Jonathan Shuttlesworth says, the People's Republic of California. Nice job. June 18th, and here we still are. He's, I love it, you know. I wrote a little something down here. I remember at the beginning of this whole COVID thing, when a lot, well, very few of us were keeping our churches open, and the love experts, the community-minded, the community partners, the good neighbors, pastors out there were telling us this is not our fight. If they ever tell us to stop preaching the gospel, then that will be our fight. Well, do you not find it odd that Trump services are a grievous threat to people to get COVID, but Black Lives Matter protests with 50,000 people smashed within, not, not with no space in between them at all, is no threat at all. Nobody talks about it. Do you ever wonder why Bill de Blasio, with his contact tracers in New York, has told his contact tracers? Remember how that works? If they get notified that if you, they find out that, I'll just use you as an example, they find out that you have been close to somebody who had COVID, a contact tracer comes up to you and starts questioning you. You know what they're not allowed to ask? Guess what they're not allowed to ask? Not They can ask you flat out whether you went to church or not. They can ask you flat out whether you went to a Trump rally or not. But they're not allowed to ask you if you went to a Black Lives Matter rally. Fact. Look it up. Absolute fact. And this is not your fight, Pastor? Do you not think it's odd that you're allowed to go and burn a city to the ground and be within... Uh, one inch of everybody around you and the government has no problem with that but they want you to close down your church that wasn't your fight though that, that wasn't your fight you are a coward you're just a pansy coward yes I said it yeah you might listen you might be able to beat me up you better be better than average but you might be able to beat me up go ahead beat me up you're still a freaking coward you're welcome pastors like that you have the exact same mindset as the mayor of Seattle you got me another video up there? Oh, man, play it. Hit it. Hit it. Let's listen to CNN first, and then we'll go to Durkin. There's food being served. There's a medical tent. People are camping out. There's live music at night. They're watching movies. I, I, it, I mean, can people come and go from this area? I mean, it, I mean, the president makes it sound like this is an area that has been taken over uh, and is being ruled by, you know, somebody... And they, summer of love. being ruled by, by, you know, by, uh, I don't know what, how we would describe them. Everybody, everybody. If, in fact, there is going to be federal officers or federal law enforcement come to this area, it is not going to be a pretty situation. They want to see this. Here, back to me real quick. You know what I would do? What's how many letters are there? Five letters. SEALs. I'll add another four letters. Navy SEALs. If it, was, if it was me, first of all, the cops would have, it would have been exactly the same if I, could have the, if I have the time to show you the footage of what happened in Portland, it would have been the same thing. But there would never have happened to begin with, but because you have a coward who's a mayor, and that was what I was going to say to you. Pastors who close down your churches because you're a community partner and a good neighbor and you trust in the experts and this wasn't our fight, you close down for those reasons. You have the exact same mindset of the lunatic that's running the summer, summer of love at, at Chaz, what was it, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, which has now changed their name to Capitol Hill Occupied Protest. They're still there. It's June 18th. They're still there. It's still going on. What is going on? Navy 
seals. Send them in. It'll be over in 12 minutes. Send them in. These people are, these leaders, this mayor of Seattle, they're absolutely useless. Who, who votes for these people? How do, they, how do they qualify? They're absolutely incapable of leading anything. Absolutely incapable. Play that. Keep playing Summer of Love for me. Jenny Durkin, leader of Seattle. Short of some type of major concession, they're not going to leave volunteers. They're not leaving without a major concession. I'll tell you what a major concession would be. I get banned off of YouTube if I said it. Some of these protesters are armed, Anderson. So you have to worry. Protesters are armed. For bloodshed, the potential for violence. If in fact they're going to try to remove these people by force. There you go. And now it's, it's all the same deal. It's all this, Gavin Newsom. It's all the same. Absolutely useless leader. He just he just instituted a draconian mask order. It's June 18th. I'll read you some of his stuff. Californians must wear face coverings when they are in the listed situations below. They they must wear these face coverings inside of or in line to enter any indoor public space, obtaining services from the healthcare sector. Waiting for or riding on public transportation, engaged in work, driving or operating any public in any public transportation while outdoors in public spaces when maintaining a physical distance of six feet from persons who are not members of the same household or residence is not feasible. Oh my word. Same type of leaders. Absolutely the same type. I've told you about Portland. Let's look at Portland. Portland's Antifa. It's still going on. We still have Chaz Chop. Chaz Chop is still going on. You know what's up to, they say six blocks, but it's really way more than six blocks in Seattle. You need to think about, it's actually six square blocks. That's how much they own in Seattle. That nobody's doing, I mean, can you imagine this? What if it was you? Again, I'm stealing this from Bongino, but he just gave me the idea today. He said, he said what if it was you? If you don't watch Dan Bongino, you're not informed. You got to watch him every day. Seriously, it's 50, he goes like 58 minutes a day. You got to watch him. But what if it was you? What if it was your shot? You know, there's residences that have been completely taken over people's homes, people's businesses. Do you know that the rape rate is three times what it was? Do you know that the 911 response rate is six times, what is it? It was five to, no, three times worse than what it was. It, was, it used to be five minutes. Now it's 18 minutes. So 3.5 times slower. Imagine if you had to wait 18 minutes. This is happening, by the way. It's not just in, it's not just in Portland in Seattle. It's happening in other places. The police just aren't going. It's happened in, somewhere in South Carolina. I'll have to get that story together for Saturday. But here's Portland. Portland Antifa sets up autonomous zone. In the mayor's neighborhood. <laughs> Eat it. Let him live with it. But sadly, uh, not really, but sadly, it doesn't last long. The Antifa, Patrick Kimmins Autonomous Zone, PCAS. I want that to be my name for now on. Everyone nickname. My new nickname is PCAS. The Antifa. Patrick Kimmons Autonomous Zone in Portland is named after a black male, get, get this, this is their hero, who was killed just, just, just like Richard Brooks with his numerous felony counts. A black male who was killed by police in 2018 after he shot two people and charged at police with a revolver. 
That's their hero. He obviously, after he killed those two people, the police senselessly killed him. How dumb can you be and still suck oxygen through your face? Antifa, he got away with uh, Antifa. Let me say something stupid. Antifa leaders quickly called for supplies. <laughs> These people are typical socialists. Typical. Just peacenik, tie-dye wearing, bongo playing, idiot socialists. You know, that's all they think about. And lo, you know what? You might need food, dummy. You've been on the government dole your whole life. You ought to know that. So right away, Antifa leaders quickly called for supplies to enforce the borders of the PCAS. Show that picture they got on there. There it is. That should look familiar to you. That looks almost identical to the picture of Seattle. Looks just like that, right? They're pulling the same thing in Portland. Leftist, his name is Lewis the Leftist. Don't play him yet. He, put, he, he tweeted out, Yo, we need supplies down here at the PCAS. Bring yourself and supplies, please. Antifa activist Lewis the Leftist, who asked for supplies, proclaimed, We ain't going anywhere. Apparently he was... This is from PJ Media. Apparently, he was in for the long haul. He's a longtime activist with a rap sheet as long as Antifa's activity in Portland. Even though he ain't going anywhere, it was just last weekend that Lewis was where? In Seattle. I hope he gets charged with federal racketeering crimes. In Seattle's Chaz Chop threatening to burn S down if white people don't want to get it right. They're going to burn us down if white people don't want to get it right. Whatever on earth that means. All right, play Lewis, the leftist. High profanity warning here. Profanity warning. Profanity warning. And if white America doesn't want to get it right, they're going to see more burning, more looting. The shit needs to be equal. The jails are filled with people that look like me and not that look like you. Bring it back to me. What he just said was a bold-faced lie. The jails are full of white people and the percentage of black people in jails is going down. President Trump just passed legislation this year to pull more black people out of prison and getting lesser less than prison sentences for nonviolent crimes of dealing with directly dealing with minorities. Can't remember the name of that that uh, executive order, but that was the thing with him and Kim Kardashian. Oh, it wasn't an executive order. He passed it through legislation thing with Kim Kardashian. So that's all a lie. And really, is Lewis, is he black? I'm reading the article here. It says, Lewis is as white as most people in the predominantly white Portland. (laughs) Though he was in for the long haul, it turns out that the long haul wasn't all that long. Lewis and his Antifa gang usually have the run of Portland streets, but it was not to be this time. Police began moving in at 5.30 in the morning, hours after the activists had taken over a length of 11th Avenue in the Pearl District. Show the video of the police taking it down. There we go. Now that's what should have happened in Chaz Chop. Very simple. You go out there and take care of business. Well, what happens if you know people are violent? You answer it. You have some courage. You actually have some intestinal fortitude. You actually do your job, police police chiefs. Isn't the rank and file cops problem? You can bring it back to me. Reading, continuing with the article. The recently divorced mayor and timber trustafarian moved from his family home. Guess where he lives? He lives right here. So why do you think they took care of business so fast? 
Why do you think they took care of business so fast? My phone went off right at that answer. Bing! You know why? Because the mayor lives right there. He doesn't want it on his own block. How much do you want to bet? How much do you want to bet that Jenny Durkin doesn't live in Capitol Hill, Seattle? But lo and behold, oh, Teddy Wheeler. Teddy Wheeler lives right there, and it was taken care of right away. Show the picture of Teddy Wheeler. Look what he's let happen to his city. Look at his city. This Portland, look at it. Look what's happened to it. He's out there picking up trash. He doesn't even have his mask. Get your mask on. You're going to die. Get your mask on, Teddy. All right, continuing on here. I'll go for another five minutes and we're done. Cuomo's le- I keep saying that. I know you're going to call me a liar next. Cuomo's, Cuomo's legacy. At least 4,500 COVID-19 patients were sent to seed. I love the way the Gateway Pundit puts this. To seed New York nursing homes, killing at least 6,000 residents. 6,000 people died because of Andrew Cuomo's policies. You're like, Tom, you talk about it all the time. Yeah, new numbers keep coming in. New numbers. It's at 6,000 now. Two weeks ago, it was at 4,500. Guess what? It's going to be over 10. If they actually tell the truth, I'll bet you it's 20,000. In the weeks that followed the March 25th order, it was legislation pushed primarily by Andrew Cuomo governor of the state of new york whose galactic death count dwarfs all other states by far in the weeks that followed the march 25th order march 25th order covid 19 tore through new york state's nursing facilities killing more than six thousand people about six percent of its more than 100,000 nursing home residents six percent of their nursing homes died 6,000 people died because of his policy. And those numbers aren't fully out yet. They're not fully out. That's why I keep reporting on it. I'm going to keep talking about it. I told you, I'm a policy wonk. I'm an information wonk. I wanted to know the intricate details. I don't want to just put out bland, just feckless statements of anger. or what. No, here's the facts. Here are the facts. Andrew Cuomo is responsible directly. He sent infected COVID patients into nursing homes so far with a death, death count of 6,000. Now, what was he supposed to do? Exactly what Ron DeSantis did in the state of Florida, which was shut down the most vulnerable, like you do every flu season anyway. But especially with something you didn't know about at first. We have 700 nursing home deaths in the state of Florida. We have, we have 22 million people live here. 19.5 million live in New York. I told you, I'm a statistic wonk. And we have 700 deaths in comparison so far to their 6,000. They still haven't released all their stats yet. Here's what I read to you earlier. Coronavirus mortality study continues to confirm overall mortality. Not much different than a bad flu season. According to more updated data, U.S. mortalities this year are not materially different from the previous five years. So where's the pandemic? Where is it? If you have the same amount of deaths as you had in 2019, 18, 17, 16, and 15, how can there be a pandemic? It's all 
lies. Absolute, bold-faced lies. This is where we'll finish. I want to show you the softer side of Tom. Play that video for me. You are truly an evil person. I'm out here in my garage and I just wanted to show you something. When he gets home every day off of work, he comes home to this because you have no idea the hell that he goes through. Inside these four walls, you are daddy. Leave work out here. You've got six little feet waiting for you. Welcome home. But you want him to be crushed by a semi because of the job that he does. You don't even know him. There is this horrible rhetoric going around about police. And yet he goes out and he protects the people that throw feces, bricks, glass, rocks, little fire bombs. They're throwing them at him. He didn't do anything. He did not kill George Floyd and he is not racist. But this is what you say to him, a man you don't know. God be with you. Here you go, baby. Finishing right here. See that? Right there. I back the blue. I back the blue. God bless our police officers. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. Let's do that right now. Come on, church. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we believe in your word. We're not, we're not preaching a soft-pedaled gospel. Lord, we believe in the Bible. We stand in the word of God. We know what is bound is bound. What is loosed is loosed. We're not afraid of a virus. We don't let the CDC dictate to us. We let the Bible dis dictate to us. Holy Spirit, bring revival to the church. Draw the Christians back to the word of God. Draw the Christians to repent of following, propagating and submitting to lies. And Holy Spirit, rain down on the church in America. Draw us, Lord. Draw us, Lord, to repentance. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. We can just do this with me now. We commit ourselves to you. We commit ourselves to you in Jesus' mighty name. And the church says amen and amen. I love each and every one of you guys. 160 people watching right now. I love you. I don't want, I hate to let you go. I really would like, <laughs> just like, I'd like to stay with you. I have a lot more to say. Be back with me Saturday. Like and share this. Listen, I may get shut down at some point. If I get shut down, I'm on Parlor. Parlor is the new thing, by the way. Dan Bongino just bought a piece of that. Parlor, if I get shut down and I disappear, I'm over on Parlor. I have more articles right here about the tech tyrants and them shutting people like me down. I don't have a big audience. I reach between three and seven or 8,000 people with each one of these podcasts. But the thing is, I might get shut down, so I need you to like and share. Just share it. I know some of your friends will hate me. Just do it. Just cross the line. Just go ahead and just join the club. Join the radicals. It's time for radical action. It's time for radical. I'm not talking about violence at all. I'm talking about you may need to move to find another church. Cops, you may need to resign and go work for a different agency. Whatever it is, it's time for radical action. It's time for the church to stand up. And say a lie is a lie. A truth is, a, is the truth. The Bible is the Bible. That's where I stand. It's time for that. But like and share this video. They can't stop that. Amen. I love you. God bless you. Seriously, God send his blessings upon you. In Jesus' name, I love you. Have a great rest of your Thursday night. See you Saturday, 830.